It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Hello everybody, welcome along, IPL 2021 Daily Podcast, Cricket Badger, James Butler reporting for duty, and we've just seen another cracker of a game in this IPL, the Mumbai Indians beating the Sunrisers Hyderabad by 13 runs, and it's another game that's gone into the final over. By my reckoning, I think that seven of the nine matches so far in this IPL have gone, at least mathematically, into the final over of the proceedings, and it's another game in Chennai where it has paid to bat first, Mumbai Indians the first team to win the toss and bat first which proved pivotal in the end they made 150 for five and the Sunrisers Hyderabad fell short I'm joined on this podcast by two people that know each other reasonably well Abai and Raj Raj how are you? Very good how are you James? I'm very good actually and it's, that was another terrific game Chennai it might not be high scoring it might not be a six fest but these are crackingly tight games aren't they? Very tough games and I, I like these games especially played at the Chapok I like these games more than the high scoring ones and there's always the bowlers are always in the game when they play at Chapok games like 150 140 where the batting team fails to chase such scores where you see more than often these scores chased in other stadiums I really enjoy these games and this was another nail biter which went to the last over In these chases where it is reasonably low scoring it's, it's effectively a runner ball plus a few boundaries, isn't it? To get to the winning line. We've seen the power play overs in the chases have been reasonably lucrative and then it gets really difficult. But for me, the batsmen try and hit the ball in the air too much. It's common sense that if you, know, if you, if you hit the ball on the floor, you don't get caught out. But the amount of people that try and hit sixes, head in the air, ball flies high, 
gets caught and they've gone. And yeah, it's not necessarily clever batting. Not necessarily cl- clever batting because it started with uh, the Kolkata Knight Riders bottling their chase. Then Sunrisers Hyderabad followed it again. Uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad again not getting to the chase today. Not a combination only of uh, hitting the ball in the air, but also it is because after the power play, the, the over 7 to 15 is where the middle overs where spinners operate in tandem and Chepok, you know, you get a lot of purchase out of the wicket for spinners. So the, if you have quality spinners in your side, then, you know, you are going to triangle the opposition, choke the opposition as much as possible, get those dot balls in, few quiet overs in between. And once there, there are few quiet overs in between, in the end to chase, say, over 7 and over or 8 and over, it becomes very difficult. Batsmen, you know, not used to these conditions. Uh, hitters, you know, who can hit the ball well in other stadiums find it very difficult, especially at turning Chepok where the ball takes a lot of time to come to the bat. The ball grips a lot and especially the fast bowlers in the death, you know, it's very difficult to get them away when they try to bowl their cutters, vary their lens, take pace off the ball. It's very difficult for finishers to bat. So all these games, there was one common pattern that you have a good power play. In the middle overs, you know, you go a bit quiet and then in the end, you know, you try to slog and miss time most of the balls. So more or less, you know, the only winning formula it at Chepok maybe in the coming matches would be that uh, batting teams need to, you know, consolidate on those middle overs and make sure that, you know, they keep the scoreboard ticking. You look at the Mumbai Indians today, Abai, and uh, those runs by Kiran Pollard at the end there, 35 not out from 22 balls. He hit three sixes, two of which came off the last two balls of the innings. In the end, that was the difference, wasn't it? Kiran Pollard's runs just pulled Mumbai just that little bit too far away. Exactly the point I was uh, coming on to. Uh, you need, just adding on to what Raj has said, you need experience in your middle order. And Karen Pollard, of course, his usual innings, he attacked, uh, he did hurt the opposition again. He wasn't in his full flow today, I would say. He also gave a chance to Vijay Shankar and Shankar dropped it. And probably he dropped the match, you know, on that ball. And uh, then Pollard uh, hurt SRH. Uh, he hit two sixes of, of the last two balls of the innings. Just goes to show on these pitches, we need solid middle order batsmen, batsmen who have experience, who can steer, who can grind. And when the opportunity comes, they can also strike big. So SRH, even though Johnny Bestow played a blinder, they did miss Williamson and Mumbai were lucky as usual. Pollard did his uh, usual and got them over the line. Uh, and by you look at Mumbai Indians in the field there, it's a couple of bowlers went a- around a little bit. Adam Millman to 11 and over. You saw Krunal Pandya going at 10s. When you've got Trent Bolt and Jasper Brummer to bowl those final overs and they can stick those Yorkers in, they can be really naggingly accurate. That They are a tough pair to get away in a chase, aren't they? Yes, both of them are great. But it's also got to do with the fran- franchise. The franchise is so strong. When Mumbai is playing, they were under the pump. Johnny Besto was all guns blazing. Mumbai still came back. And that's the belief they have as a franchise and as a playing 11, the group who goes out at the park. They they believe so much in themselves that the match was out of their hands. It looked like that. And they just came back. All were getting, uh, you know, hit by Besto in the first six overs. But then... They just stuck back. SRH had a weak middle order. They exploited that. And I think it's, uh, of course, got to do with the skills of Bumrah and Bolt. But it's got to do more with, you know, the franchise and how strong they are and how much they believe in themselves. Who knows wins? Download our app right now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who 
knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Who knows wins in a league of their own? Let's have a look at Sunrises then. And I did note after their third defeat at the start of this competition, the only side yet to actually record a win in IPL 2021. Um, Neil Varani, our Sunrises Hyderabad fan, put on our WhatsApp group, hashtag Bayliss out. He asked if he could join. He's coming on, on his long run, I think. He's not a happy camper. Neil, what's your verdict? I thought this game was uh, was lost when they wrote down the team sheets. It, it was bizarre because we'd come off a ridiculous collapse even before the RCB game. Everyone knew that our middle order was our weak spot. We're great opening. We've got great bowlers, but we have a huge amount of inexperience in the middle order. So what does he do? He drops holder. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that brings in Majib, who did very well, although we have a number of Indian spinners who've been excellent. And then moves Johnny Bairstow from the middle order up to the top where he is best. But that doesn't mean it's the best thing for the team. We now have Vijay Shankar, who hasn't played well since I said the India tour of New Zealand ahead of the ODI World Cup. Um, it is the last time I've really seen him fulfil his potential. Um, we've got Abhishek Sharma, who I really like, but is very young, quite green. And we've got Abdul Samad, who's 19, also a huge amount of potential and very inexperienced. So they've just left us with a situation where Warner, Bairstow and even Pandey may go great guns, but then you lose a couple of wickets and we've got a load of youngsters there who don't know how to close out a game. And we go from a required run rate of around six and a half, seven, to suddenly 10 coming into the last few overs. And it was just very, very bad management. So when you say Bayliss out, do you, do you really mean that? Well, to be fair, I, I don't really agree with the way that Trevor Bayliss um, has his teams play cricket. I've been quite critical of him even when he was uh, in charge of England. But I think I spoke um, after the RCB game uh, saying that there's a confusion. Sunrisers are naturally and have always been, as long as I've been watching them for seven, eight years, a more defensive team will score 150 and then will defend it. Trevor Bayliss sets out his teams to go for 200 in pretty much every single match. And it leaves them uh, liable to collapses, which we've seen with England on numerous occasions. You know, they'll score huge amounts of runs, but one in 10 to 20 innings, they'll uh, collapse horrendously. And in the IPL, you're up against better opposition and Sunrisers aren't as good a team, 1 to 11, as England are. So it just doesn't work with the way that the franchise is set up and the players that the franchise has picked up as well. We have too shallow a batting order to play that way. And to try to do that without the players to play that strategy is just foolhardy. When looking at the auction purchases for Sunrisers, Neil, Keda Yadav was bought in and I thought he was bought in purely for what you're saying, to try and just add a little bit of solidity to that middle order because he's more than capable of scoring a few runs coming in at uh, number five or something like that in the Sunrisers order, but he's not been picked yet. Do you think that's a mistake? I think it's a huge mistake. I know he's uh, he had a dreadful time last year at, uh, at Chennai, but to be fair, 
pretty much everyone had a uh, dreadful time at Chennai. So I'm not going to hold that against him. But he's shown over the years, especially for India, where I've seen him, that he can be a steadying influence, but will still turn over the strike and score at a good 120. So he would be ideal to fit into that middle order. He went for a reasonable amount of money. So it seems a waste when you have a decent Indian experienced player to not use him. Raj, we can hear Neil's pain there, can't we? Three defeats at the start of this tournament for Sunrisers. Obviously, it's a long tournament. There's time for them to put this right just yet. But do you, and can you see what Neil's saying? Do you agree with what he's saying? Absolutely. I think Neil has got that spot on. And maybe, you know, with the experience of supporting Sunrisers, he knows Sunrisers much better than we do. Uh, so he's got everything spot on. And, you know, you've got to pay, uh, play Kedar Jadav in the middle order because uh, that was what he was bought for, to give them some middle order stability. And at the same time, you know, uh, however gutsy this decision could be, and I, I might sound absolutely bonkers, but uh, like Neil mentioned, you know, Sunrisers are a defensive side and you cannot set a template like England on them. So maybe the gutsiest decision that they have to make is to drop Johnny Bairstow. And when you drop Johnny Bairstow, that is where you can have someone like Priyam Garg or uh, uh, Shrivats Goswami open the innings. Ra- Raj, Raj, Raj. Hey, this is, you're talking about the person that got 43 off 22 balls today. Absolutely, James. But, uh, you know, you also need to understand that Sunrisers as a franchise, you know, lacks that balance in their middle order. Also, Not just their middle order, but their late middle order as well. So they lack a number four player where a Williams would, uh, Williamson could slot in easily. And they not only lack a Williamson, but they lack someone like, say, a Nabi or a Holder as well, who can, say, uh, tong the ball uh, very well, say, in the late middle order, especially at number seven or number six, and, and be that all-rounder who could bowl those three or four overs. And last season, if you could see, the minute they dropped uh, Johnny Bairstow, that is when they had Riddhiman Saha open the innings for him. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he got injured in the latter stages of the tournament. When you have Ridman Saha and David Warner opening in this side, that is when you know you have the likes of Williamson batting at four, which gives them that middle order stability. And Williamson in these games at Chepok, you you never know if Williamson might have played those two games. Perhaps you know SRH could have crossed the line these one forty and one fifty scores, which he's so good at. And especially you know last season when Holder came in as a replacement for Mitchell Marsh. That is when, you know, it changed the fortunes for SRH. That is when they looked more balanced as a unit. You know, I understand the temptation to, to play Johnny Bairstow. You know, he's an explo- explosive opener. The form that he is in with England at the moment and the way the starts that he gives with Sunrises Hyderabad, it's amazing to watch Johnny Bairstow bat. But unfortunately, you know, when you pick Johnny Bairstow in that 11, somehow, you know, their balance of uh, this uh, Sunrisers 11, it's it's a bit shaky. And Or maybe, you know, if they say that, you know, they cannot job, uh, drop Johnny Bairstow, they want to play him as an opener, they want to rely on his 15-ball 40 starts, then, you know, they have to make a decision to drop Mujib. You have the resources like Shabaz Nadeem who could slot in for Mujib. You have Siddharth Call, you have Basil Thampi, you have Sandeep Sharma, uh, who's not playing those last two games. Sandeep Sharma has been a great performer for the Sunrisers Hyderabad the last three years. And if you see his figures, uh, his statistics, his economy, his wickets, after the number of games that he's played, his figures and statistics are exactly identical to Jaspreet Bumrah. <laughs> so that's the kind of performance that he has put in for Sunrisers Hyderabad. And Sunrisers need to trust players like Sandeep Sharma, uh, the Shabazz Nadim in the middle so that so that they can get their balance right. 
Abai, you look at uh, David Warner, obviously the captain's a pivotal player in the side. He's the overseas player in, in Sunrise's case. He scored three, 54 and 36 in this tournament so far. I don't think he's really, really looked as if he's got his timing, got going in this. We've seen him obviously win the Orange Cap, I think, three times previously in these tournaments. But they need him to fire, don't they? They need David Warner to almost bat all the way through. Absolutely. Just... Uh, a small point regarding the earlier discussion. I would really like to say that I am also disappointed with SRH and I really understand what Neil and Raj mentioned. Uh, and, and I'm disappointed that they found a very good template at the end of last IPL and suddenly they're not following that template. And that template, uh, they found it quite late in the last IPL, but they were on a roll. So I wish they could have followed it in this tournament as well. Now, coming to your question, uh, James, uh, David Warner is an IPL legend. I spoke about Pollard. I put Warner also in the same category. Uh, he's won an IPL for them. He's captained also in that IPL. He will come good. Yes, he's come off of some niggles. Uh, he was not completely fit before the IPL. So I think he's just taking a little time but he's still performing. You know, he's not making zeros or tens. He's still performing and he's still, you know, very charged up on the field. Sunrisers are getting everything they can from Warner. And I'm sure that big innings or the big destructive innings will, would be on its way as well. Probably Chennai wouldn't, wouldn't suit him so much as they move on to other grounds. Warner will certainly make an impact. The main problem for them is the balance as the other two guys have just said. Blackratcricket.co.uk. You've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets. Well, let Black Rat Cricket kit you out and take you towards success. Blackratcricket.co.uk. They've got a swanky new website. And if you quote Badger when you check out, you can get yourself 15% off. Blackratcricket.co.uk. Join the infestation. Neil, I took Raji's point there that Sunrise has finished very strongly last season they found that template as he said Jason Holder coming in at sort of number six or seven uh, and they seem to got the balance right and it was starting to yield results which saw them make the playoffs they've almost ripped that script up and gone back to gone back to where they started last year and they're getting the same results again aren't they yeah I think today there seems to be a complete overreaction and panic to what happened against RCB I think four changes just seem ridiculous. We saw Tom Moody talk about managing Natarajan's workload. And I don't know how much truth there is in that as a primary reason for the changes or whether it, they're just trying to cover things up. Do you really need to manage the workload of a bowler that's bowling four overs every three days? You'd think not. I would accept that fast bowlers, as far as I understand are always carrying injuries and I don't know if he has been doing that. I mean, I could, um, I could understand but, it if it was a test series where it's back-to-back test matches and he got a bit of a niggle and they were just trying to shield him from that. But these are these are T20 games. You wouldn't have thought that managing the workload comes into this, would you? No, I think, to be honest, I think it was more just a panic. I think they thought, right, this was such a mess, so let's change things um, and either it'll change our performance or it'll give people a boost of the jacksey. Um, and I think it was it was just a bad thing to do from your management. You want an air of calm. We've seen Mumbai come back from five losses opening the season to still qualify. We've had two and we weren't that far away in either of them. So I don't think it was really that necessary. And as I said, they've made the team weaker in terms of balance. Um, thought Johnny Bairstow was superb today. But the thing is, Ritterman Saha can also be explosive in the power play. 
Uh, he isn't the same class and wouldn't be able to carry on in the same way that Johnny does. Within the power play, he can do that. And I'm not sure about dropping Johnny. I think you can have either Johnny or Kane, or possibly both if you go for only one foreign well, bowler. David Warner's comments after the game today, he said, uh, we've got to take responsibility, got to move forward, put smiles on our faces. have been speaking to the physio and Williamson is coming along nicely. And I'm sure if, he, if he's ready to go, he might get an opportunity. So obviously... Kane has been just off the pace in terms of his fitness so far in this tournament. If he reports for duty tomorrow and says, right, I'm fighting fit, guys, I'm, I'm ready for selection, do you bring him in? Because what we seem to be doing with Sunrise is he's juggling six or seven, eight quality overseas players and not quite knowing which of the best four are. And he's just going to complicate that, if anything. Yeah, I, I don't think you can have Warner, Bairstow and Williamson just due to the positions they play um, you'd be dropping either Bairstow or Williamson down to five So if you, um, if you were selecting the team for the next game and everybody was fit what would your uh, well what would your top order be? Saha Warner Pandey unsure on whether Bairstow or Williamson I think it depends on the surface um, then probably Abhishek and Mohamed Nabi at number six who is one of the best all-rounders in um, in the world uh, in the T20 format. So assuming he doesn't have um, concussion symptoms still uh, after the nasty crack he took in the first game, then that'd be the top six. And then you've got Rashid as the, uh, the other overseas. Because the bowling lineup, we've got huge strength in Indian bowlers, which is rare for teams. Bringing in two overseas bowlers or two uh, bowlers from overseas who are only bowlers is a waste and leaves uh, our middle order under strength. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thank you very much indeed to Who Knows Wins for their support of these IPL daily podcasts. Get involved. You can play along. Download the app. Who knows wins on whatever app platform that you use? And basically, it's a prediction game. You enter your team, you predict the results, who gets the most sixes, etc. for the games coming up in the next week. And you can play along with Neil, the Badger, everybody else that's involved in the uh, Cricket Badger League. And the next week starts on a Monday. So take this weekend to think about how you think the next week's going to go. It runs Monday through to Sunday and uh, get your entries in. It costs you two quid and you can win the prize pot on Sunday, when the week finishes, Who Knows Wins? Download the app now. Who Knows Wins? Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000. And there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who Knows Wins? in a different league. Right, guys, let's have a look ahead to the uh, tomorrow. And it's the first doubleheader day of IPL 2021. We've got four teams involved, obviously. And the first game, the early game tomorrow is RCB, who have got off to a flying start in this tournament. They're uh, only the second time they've got two wins on the bounce at the start of, of the IPL competition, taking on KKR, who will be thinking that they probably should have had two wins um, on the bounce in this tournament so far, but they fell short against the Mumbai Indians when the Mumbai Indians suffocated them at Chennai, like we've just seen them do to Sunrisers Hyderabad. Let's start with you, Abai. How do you see this one going, RCB against KKR? It's a tough one to choose. I think RCB... Uh, might pick KKR unless there's a Russell special. Uh, and Russell will be very uh, gutted 
uh, from the last match and uh, he'd be he'd want to prove a point with his bat especially but rcb's looks a bit stronger right now they're a side with more confidence maxwell is firing for them so it seems rcb it's going to be a crucial match because if rcb win tomorrow's match then they are on a roll and if kkr lose it then they are on a roll on the other side so uh, it's going to be a very crucial match and it's a day game so the conditions could also vary and the teams will have to adjust how do you say raj uh, i share the same opinion as abhay i think rcb are more balanced coming in with two consecutive wins their confidence is on high maxwell coming good for them you know maxwell coming in the middle order you know gives them that extra freedom to bat the way rcb always wanted to in the middle overs with the cushion of ab behind him so these are good signs for rcb and uh, definitely you know kolkata after coming in from that loss against mumbai indians their confidence will be dented but they would be raring to go they would be wanting to rectify their mistakes so a cracker of a game i think but it's an afternoon game uh, depends on how well kkr's middle order bats uh, morgan dk russell shakib have to come good because all are out of form it looks like you know they are struggling to score in chepok so it will be very crucial on how their middle order and late middle order strikes and if they bat well with uh, in the uh, phase six, over 6 to 17 then perhaps you know kkr stands a chance but rcb is in red hot form and devdat padikal would be in his second game of the tournament you know he is just recovered from covid and he played his first game so maybe you know he would also give them a good start so rcb he definitely has an upper hand tomorrow. Right, just go around the three of you then. Just the team name of who you think's going to win. Neil. RCB. Raj. RCB. Abai. RCB. And I'm with RCB as well. Clean sweep there for RCB going into that game tomorrow. The second game of the day, the late kickoff if you like is the game between Delhi Capitals and Punjab Kings and Punjab were pretty woeful last time out. Delhi Capitals lost as well, so there's two sides that are trying to get back to winning ways. Neil, this is quite an intriguing one, isn't it? Because King Punjab can be terrific, can be really poor. Um we've got used to Delhi winning, but they put in a poor show last time out as well. Yeah, I mean both teams have come off very poor performances. There is a huge amount hitting power there. I think Delhi will be much better for the return of Norkia. Um it'll be interesting to see how their bowling lineup um is set up because I think Chris Wokes has been excellent. Um I'd be very surprised if Tom Curran plays again possibly uh for the rest of the season. Wokes, Rabada and Norkia is a seriously good uh pace bowling lineup. So we'll wait and see what Punjab do with their batting because I was quite critical about how shallow it was. I think Jai Richardson coming in at 7 um is probably a step too too high for him and if someone gets on a roll the way that Deepak Chahar does then they can uh be left very exposed. So I I'm not sure which way it's going to go but I think it'll be very exciting. Let's go around you again then to get the uh, winner of this game just the team name Abai. Want to go for Delhi but we'll go for Punjab just because they have uh, the, their balance ready they've got the squad ready and Delhi have the headache to set their squad. Um how about you uh, Abai? Raj. And same to you. How about you Raj? <laughs> uh, I think the same reason uh, Punjab Kings because they have they are uh, 11 settled and delhi will have the headache of uh, you know throwing out rahane from number 3 position or fielding hetmeyer and uh, to select the three pacers or uh, if they have to go for only two rabada nokhe and wokes so if they get their selection right then maybe delhi but maybe punjab kings we're a bit torn on this one aren't we a bit torn um i'm going to go with delhi capitals just because i think they are the better of the two teams but punjab kings certainly capable of winning it just the team name now delhi 
just, but really, um, whoever's sponsoring six is yes, bank if it's still them. <laughs> right. So we've got basically a clean sweep in favour of RCB tomorrow, and basic. And the other thing is, we're not at all sure what the second game is going to be between Delhi and uh, Kings Punjab. But what is for sure, we've had some terrific games so far in this tournament. And if uh, we get another Super Sunday, it's just going to be fitting that it just continues what's been a very exciting tournament so far. On a uh, scale of one to ten, then, Neil, as a Sunrisers fan, with ten being deliriously happy and one being absolutely nose on the floor, devastated, where are you? Uh, I'm a four, but only because it's still early days and there is the potential for turning around. You see, I thought you were going to say minus four. So we're, we're, we're laughing. We're miles ahead of where I thought you were. So all good, all good. Thank you very much indeed to Raj, Abai and for Neil for joining me today on this podcast. Looking forward to a really exciting Sunday course. The Cricket Badger podcast will be back after that second game to talk about all the things that have happened during the day and then to look ahead to Monday's fixtures. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Thanks to Who Knows Wins for their support of these podcasts. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at cricket underscore badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.